I'm gonna move. Jeff, we should just leave the country. <laughs> in the fridge the podcast where we don't actually talk about food but rather everything else it's about the things that we want to preserve in our brain fridges to share with one another i am philip i'm christine and i'm brian i'm jeff <laughs> good to hear your regular voice today jeff <laughs> i was about to say i don't know because usually i laugh when jeff makes a does a voice but he didn't do a voice and that made me laugh too Anyway. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week is uh, the episode two. Uh, yeah. It's, Attack it's, of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and, we interrupted. Um, what was I talking? It's episode two. Uh, I was going to say the name of the episode, but I realized I don't even know. I don't have one yet. You don't know yeah, it? Um, but it's Come Christine's on. week, and she would like to talk to us about it's kind of like a school presentation isn't it kind of i got some questions we'll do it we'll try to break it up with some questions now and then because i'm not creative enough to do you know dungeons and dragons oh, with no, no, uh, this particular subject yeah don't worry i don't i don't think we expect a level of create that level of creativity every week so um all but right yeah it's all you good it's all you sis I thought you were going to ask me the thing. Oh, oh, shit. No, I asked it yesterday. Last time. The last week. Ah. Uh, Not yesterday. Oh, you did? I think I did. No, oh. AJ did. All right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. What's, what's up? What's in the fridge this week? All right. The fridge today, you open it up. You're looking for some food maybe in your self-isolation, sheltering at home. And you come across a lot of things that might be out of date. So this day's episode is going to be at the expiration date. And uh, true to form, you know, this podcast is not actually about food, but about other things. And so we'll be talking about the human expiration date, oh. which is a dark subject, the dark subject in this day and age. But I, um, I'm trying to stick to things that we really think is very important. And this has been on my mind a lot. So, but if it if what's in the fridge were a uh, podcast about food, I would tell you that the expiration date on food is actually the date of peak freshness, and not the date in which afterwards it's completely inedible. Okay. And I am not telling you that dairy actually lasts one to two weeks after eggs are two weeks after. And meat is only as bad when it's like slimy and turns different colors. Uh, I'm not telling you that. This is not a food podcast. Yes. But <laughs> I will. I do. I do want to mention that. Could it? Is there like a psychological impact? Because like, if I um, open this gallon of milk, which I don't drink, but I open it, and it's past the expiration date, does my mind trick me into thinking that this smells off? Hmm. That is, it is that, is, that would be a very psych issue. Like the pas, is it Pascal? I don't know. The Pavlovian Pavlovian mm. response to is we're trained to think that way, which I'm sure 
marketing wise, you know, mm. manufacturing grocery stores, they don't mind if you think that way. Okay. But you know, I'm not gonna about to go test it right now because I don't want to test it. Do they do you think that they put those dates there to make people throw mm. away half a gallon of milk and then go to the grocery store and buy more milk? I'm sure it doesn't hurt them. Let me say that. Yesterday I was reading something about contact contact lens cases and they're much too big for the lens itself huh. and it makes you want to add more solution to it oh, than you need. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's a big conspiracy out more. there. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the commercials that show you how much toothpaste they put on your toothbrush, but you really don't need that much. Oh, yeah. Dark money. So you keep using more. <laughs> All right, moving back yeah. to dark source subjects, the expiration date, the human expiration date. So let's start with them. Let's jump right in to all the personal questions. How do you want to die? Philip, start oh, with me you. first. Um, yeah, youngest. That means I go last because I will die the last, technically, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Following Philip's optimistic view of the future. Hey, this is a competition. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Christine's a woman. She's probably gonna die. Last. I was just talking to Brian. That's I was talking to Brian about this. Uh, I want to die. I think. I mean, I want to die painlessly. I guess mm. I've never really thought about how I want to die. Just about how I don't want to die. Uh, but I did tell Brian. Yeah, I did tell Brian the other day. Um, really? Uh, no, no. I didn't tell you how I wanted to die. But I said that when I do, when we die, like, do you think it'd be like a retirement package where? you can die on the moon or something by the time like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome I don't know. yeah i want to die i want to die in space kind of mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind that either i don't know what to die of but as long as it's painless i guess i'm, I'm good mm. good answer brian um sounds like a pretty good way to go uh again painless is one of the the criteria, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I'd like to live a longish life before I die painlessly. <laughs> Qualifications, Jeff. What about you? Um, drugged up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, famous. I think painless goes with that when it, the uh, mm. the drugging up, but uh, you know it'd be nice to be right. you know kind of spaced out. <laughs> literally, like spaced out in space. Spaced out, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Nice. I think we. I think the four of us. I think the four of us can agree that uh, dying in space would be pretty neat. Dying yeah, off not world, on Earth. Off world. Mm-hmm. I do want to add, if right. I can interrupt, I suck. do want to add something mm. to me, my thing. Um, I do yeah. want my last meal to be uh, Marchan brand creamy chicken ramen, instant ramen. <laughs> Just the noodles. <laughs> yeah, nothing fancy added to it. Maybe a little bit of like butter to finish it, but just that. The original <laughs> creamy yeah. chicken, yeah, the right? Original. Not the weird, mm-hmm. not the weird flavor. <laughs> edited ingredients they have nowadays i want trans fats and i just want i want <laughs> blood pressure destroying sodium. I just, that's my last meal <laughs> okay good to know i feel like i need to get one now and just like save it in a lockbox oh yeah yeah 
I mean, I don't think you can. But wait, what's the expiration date on that maraschino oh. ramen? <gasps> okay, wait. Let me. Maybe I could look that up. Expir- oh, this is not about food, people. Oh, okay, yeah. off track. <laughs> so we'll look it up later. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Okay. Now, so the reason I ask is because you know, obviously, a lot of people we we don't know when our expiration date is going to come for us. Um, as an ICU nurse, I see a lot of dilemmas in this case. A lot of people and family members who come in and say, um, you know, someone has wishes for their their end of life care. They have. Um, power of attorney, who's next of kin. And I throw out a lot of terms that I use all the time. So, you know, um, I'm kind of taking a poll right now. I'm just doing with questions. But do you guys know who your next of kin is? Who's going to make you decisions if you are unable to make them for yourself? If you are incapacitated, unresponsive in the hospital? Is this, um, I don't know. Is it the same as, is this a legal thing? Kind of, and it is, it does kind of, it might differ by state, but I don't think next of kin tends to differ, maybe some of the other uh, things. But like for Jeff, for instance, you, I think he would know. Yes, I, it's me, because I'm his legally married wife, not his parents, not Ambrose, you know, unless we were both out, but he's under 18. So, but like for you guys, do you know who your next of kin is? I want to say mom and dad. Yes. I would think I write, so too. I write yes. Brian as my emergency contact for everything, but next right, but it's not a legal. Right. Yeah, it's not a legally binding thing. What, um, it would definitely be mom and dad. What if I wrote on parents, a note? What if I got? What if I wrote on a note? Brian is my NOK. Would that be legally binding? NOK. And it is called NOK. It's abbreviated that way. So actually, if you wanted Brian to make decisions for you if you were out of it, you would have to legally write him as your medical power of attorney. Okay. I can't just write so that. So you see that as – okay. No. No. You have to get it legalized pretty much. And and it's fairly simple, if I remember correctly, um, to do it. There's also a difference between a living will and a power of attorney. Um Living will is more like a statement or a testament, a will for, uh, that you write yourself when you have a witness mm-hmm. and stuff. You can get an notarized if you want, but it tells you and your family, uh, whoever's taking care of you, what you want for your end of life care. Whereas a power of attorney is a person that will tell you, make decisions on your behalf. So it's hopefully someone that you've t- spoken to and you guys are of the same mind, but what you want to happen at, for your, your care. Sure. Um, at the end of life or, or if you're just in the ICU, you know, for a little while, but, um, but yes, you, they have to have the paperwork and there's difference between a financial power of attorney, a general power of attorney, a medical power of attorney. So if you guys are ever worried about medical care, who makes decisions for you, you need someone to be your medical power of attorney. Mm. Okay. If I wanted to change my uh, next of kin, if mm. I would, Hey, you boy, have- yeah. Oh. Sorry, church was in the sink. I'll edit that. <laughs> or maybe I won't. Um, if I wanted to change my kin uh, from mom and dad to, say, Brian, if I did that, would yeah. they know? You don't have to tell them, no. But, like, they wouldn't get, like, a letter um, saying, hey. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Okay. No. It would just be a paper. Um, it wouldn't be legally changing next of kin unless you got married. Mm. Or something like that. Or if you had a child that was 
over so, 18. So, okay, so if I were to say my medical power of attorney to, to Brian, yes, would they, they to wouldn't, Brian, like, yes. like, they wouldn't know without me You don't have them. to tell okay. them. Yeah, they're not going to be notified or anything. It'll just be a paper okay. that you get legalized, notarized. You have a copy. Brian should have a copy. And then you should kind of have one with uh-huh. you if you anticipate being at the hospital. Like, say, you go in for a surgical procedure or something. You should bring it with you so everyone kind of knows. But they probably wouldn't find out until, hey, Brian shows up and is like, hey, I have this piece of paper. Uh-huh. And I'm making the Can decisions. you give power of yep. attorney to someone under 18? No. I have so many questions. Continue, please. <laughs> yes. So exactly. These the questions that uh, I feel like not a lot of people, especially younger people, talk about, discuss, think about um, until something happens to them and they're in the hospital. And uh, there's always a ton of drama in that case. So let me ask you guys the reverse. Do you know who the next kin decision maker would be for mom and dad? If they, if they, if one of them were dead or like if they were both in the hospital at the same time or like one of them was not sound of mind and the other one ended up in the ICU. Is it you, know? you? It's funny you say that. So they, most people think that it is the oldest child, but it's actually all the children together have an equal uh, say what oh. happens. Yeah. So some families that have, you know, tons of children, it can get very complicated. Oh, very very knives out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. But and it's, like, it's even worse because you're trying to squish it all, you know, into all this stuff in the, that's happening in the hospital is an ongoing issue of like what's happening to my loved one. Um, okay. So kind of sets up where we're kind of going. And the reason I kind of ask about it is, is in the ICU, I see a lot of, you know, the moral dilemma of things like that, which I've kind of gotten used to, but also the, some people, they have a living will. They have a power of attorney. Um, and then they also have what you we call a DNR. So that's called do not resuscitate. And that is something the hospital or and the doctor specifically, the doctor or the provider, physician, PA, NP, they would write up this document for your hospital stay for that admission saying, don't do CPR on this patient. They don't want to be revived past everything else that's happening. Or maybe, you know, they came in and their heart already stopped in the field and someone did a CPR on them already and their next of kin says, hey, let's not do this again to my nine year, three year old mother. Um, if she codes again, if her heart stops again, just let her go, you know, allow a natural death type of thing. Some people take it further. They say do not intubate. So that's called DNI. Uh, they can be on oxygen or something and they say like, hey, I don't want an endotracheal tube down my trachea. I don't want to have to endure that. I don't want to. They consider it, you know, life prolonging kind of things that, uh, you know, if they have like um, uh, respiratory issues already that they might not recover from, meaning they would never be extubated. They would never get that tube. Once it goes down, it would never come back out again because of the state of their lungs. Question. So that would be it. Yeah. That's when they stick a tube in your throat to help you breathe, right? Correct. So it goes in your trachea if, and it has a little bulb that holds it past the vocal cords. If they, if they need, if they need to be intubated, then how does mm-hmm. oxygen help? If it's if the oxygen, how does it even get to their lungs if if, if there's a if their trachea is blocked? No, it's a tube, so it just you have it has a bulb at the end to hold it, a balloon in the end to hold it in place. But it's an open tube that goes straight into a circuit that continues into the ventilator. So the ventilator is a machine that, like, instead of us 
pulling air into our lungs when we breathe naturally. It's a machine that pushes air into your lungs to get you to breathe. Okay. And then it sucks it back out again. So it kind of simulates a backwards kind of version of breathing. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, and there's many different modes to a ventilator Sounds too. Fun. So how we get people off of it, it is not fun and you have to paralyze the vocal cords to get down there yeah. um, without people like vasospasming Sounds, or choking, or, you know, things like that. It does. And that's why when people get intubated, we put them on a ton of sedation, pain medicine, that type of thing, just to kind of keep them calm and make sure that, you know, they're not fighting and coughing on that ventilator so much that it's not doing any good. So, yes, it gets very complicated when people get intubated and survivors of intubation have, you know, uh, tests testified after the fact that they would never ever want to be intubated again because it was like a panicky feeling mm -hmm. to have that down your throat um that said i've had some patients that are like chronic uh ventilation issues that have actually a tracheostomy which is when they make that cut in the front of the trachea and you just have a tube sticking out of your throat Gross. all the time yeah it's i mean it's this is what happens so i'll get into that so you know some people they, that's, they don't mind it because that's the only way they breathe and they get used to it. So, um, so anyway, uh, the reason I bring this up is with all the COVID-19 stuff that's going on, the respiratory issues, people get intubated very quickly uh, because they, like the other modes of oxygen that we can give them, like the mask, we call it a BiPAP mask or a high flow nasal cannula. It's, it's so fast amount of air and it comes off and on with that mask on and on and on. Like it just spews the virus kind of everywhere into the air. So they're trying to minimize mm. that. Um, the problem is that people stay intubated for a long time and we end up using lots of medications to deal with all the, the side effects kind of that comes with that. We have to flip them onto their stomach. We have to, there's so many things I can go. Let's not talk about that right now, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's, it's very difficult to um, for some family members to come in and be like, what do you mean my mom or dad or someone doesn't want a tube down their throat? Like this would save them, right? And you really can't say yes or no to it because you don't know. And it might be a long time. So, and there's also the question of the quality of life. So you guys were saying you want to die painless, right? Um, I, would you want to be intubated, CPR, revived, all this stuff, come out after two months in the hospital, and yet the ventilator didn't work, like you're not, not able to breathe on your own, you have a tracheostomy, you have a tube in your stomach to help you eat, and say you got in a car accident, and it, you had spinal injury, and you couldn't move a muscle. You couldn't move your arms, your legs, you're basically in a nursing home on a ventilator. Would you want to live like that? And you're not in any pain, because you can't feel anything. Good point. No. Um, I've always said that if I have some kind of, um, if I get Alzheimer's or whatever other disease mm. that makes me forget stuff, um, I feel uh -huh. like memory is such a fundamental part of personhood that I think if I oh. don't have my memories, then um, I wouldn't want to live. Um, I think if I'm unable to do things that I enjoy, if I'm lying in this bed, as you say, in a nursery home, can't really do anything if i can i eat a bag of creamy chicken ramen <laughs> i can't do that well no if if you're not yeah the people that are trach and pegged like a long term and just in a nursing home even if they still can move but they can't do anything because they're like stuck on a ventilator they cannot breathe on their own yeah. 
they they can't eat anything. You have a tube down the trachea. You, if even if you eat something down your esophagus, you might not have the nerve function to swallow, and you might choke, and that will just go down your your lungs. I can't do that. And strike that thing's Strike two. Can I, strike. Can I, oh my gosh. Can I, can I listen? Can I listen to music? I'm sure you can, okay, yes, unless unless you develop hard of hearing or something That's like so that. Good. But you can't change it for yourself. What if you can't speak? If you can't move air through your trachea, through your vocal cords to speak, you're going to have to figure out a different way to talk to people. And But if you can't, say you're too weak or you're in a car accident. What about blinking? Stuff, there, there's no way. Or blinking, yeah. So how are you going to convey exactly what you want to listen to? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with no. Blinking, yeah. Blinking more scope, no, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we mean by quality of life a lot of times. Or like people who've had like a hemorrhagic stroke. Um, people who have neuro, you know, neurological degenerative seizures that they're just lying in bed. That that sort of thing is what kind of promotes a lot of burnout, I think, uh, of caretakers or, you know, health professionals in the ICU in particular. Um, and then that brings me into hospice versus palliative. Do you guys know the difference between hospice care and palliative care? Uh, what's that second word? Uh, palliative. P-A-L-L-I-A-T-I-V-E. Palliative. Yeah, I don't know what that means. So palliative is... <laughs> I mean, do you uh, want to? I assume it's Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know the etymology. Here, I'm going to write more I'm stuff look, down. I'll, etymology. I'll look it up right now. We're going to. Sorry, okay. I love it well, so much. Yeah. In the meantime, real quick, hospice is if you're going, if you're projected um, that you're going to probably die within six months or something like that. They usually say six months is, you know, around six months. But it's kind of like when people, the patient, if they're lucky, are able to tell you themselves like, hey, I do not want to continue all these treatments, dialysis, um, uh, so much of this oxygen, things like that. I don't want surgery to fix my cancer. I don't want to do chemo anymore. I want to live the rest of my life at home with my family, go to the beach, do things for six months. And then, you know, if I pass by that time, I'm going to pass. Like, I don't want this. Bless you. Excuse me. So that's hospice care. You. And a lot of times, who this is that? <laughs> oh, bless God you. Bless you. Are you? No. Holy Thursday. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <gasps> don't say things like that. I don't remember these things anymore. So who's gonna die right tomorrow? Oh. Oh. Twenty. Oh. Like um, ten <laughs> years ago, we would be. If it was ten years ago, right now, we'd be in a church watching people wash other people's feet. Feet. Oh my gosh! You're time. right. What a time! How are you gonna do that over Zoom Sorry, now? Okay. What were we talking <laughs> about before Brian rudely interrupted you? No, I was talking about hospice right. versus palliative care. It's all right. It's all right. So palliative care is more of a, well, we send people in or we start talking about palliative care in the hospital. Like say someone has a major stroke and they can't move the left side of their body. They have to go through tons of physical therapy. They're never going to be able to get that mobility back and they can't go back to doing their job if their job was something that required that sort of thing. Um, so we start 
getting people to talk to a palliative doctor. And this is more palliative is pain mm -hmm. management, really. Palliative, whenever we say palliative, it's like, or like palliative chemo or like something like that. It's just more to lessen pain, lessen suffering, kind of increase your quality of life. We're not seeking to cure anything at this point. You know, you know this particular, I'm going to say cancer because that's what I used to work with. This particular cancer is going to kill you, but you don't want to be in a ton of pain. You want to kind of give yourself at least six months. So you kind of do this extra dose of chemo or this extra treatment procedure, what, it, what may have you, or you get a bunch of pain medicine on board and things like that. It's just to relieve right. suffering. And people think when we send palliative in to talk to them, that they think, oh no, I'm not ready for that. Don't you dare take my loved one off of all this treatment. Like you're just going to give up and disconnect everything and not be in here. That's, and that's not true. It's just like, it's kind of like, don't, we want to start talking about it so that people start thinking about it before it suddenly, I'm calling you at midnight because we had to code your father and now he's dead. That type of thing. Like we don't ever want them to be unaware of the risks or involved in ICU. Like, you know, and, and especially now with people are not allowed to visit COVID patients at all because of the infection risks. And they, they're stuck, you know, trying to call every time, every day to see how they're doing. And honestly, there's not a lot of changes. And all we can tell them is like, I wish I could ha let you see your loved ones so you can see where they're at because some people are really hopeful when they shouldn't be. And some people are, So is that yeah. what you guys are doing Go ahead. with uh, COVID-19 patients, palliative care? No. So we have them intubated. It just with lungs, especially, it takes a really long time, a long time on the intubation just to clear up things um, uh, and to get those back. And what happens is that by the time they're intubated, they're so acidotic and so many other organs are in, kind of involved and in failing, especially the kidneys, which leads to heart so, issues so um, that they're. I should I should I should yeah, know this because uh, of current events. But um, how does one recover from disease so you give your lungs time to try to learn clear out all the inflammation all the you know the damaged lung uh, cells and get rid of all that extra fluid that's on board um, and kind of wait uh, a lot of the times when we're doing all these things we give them kind of this cocktail of anti uh, that anti-malarial drug that's coming um, very popular now, although the results are still iffy about how effective it is, but it's just like at this point, other people have tried it and to minimal kind of effect. And then, then we have this uh, couple of antibiotics as well. It's just kind of this cocktail of anti stuff uh, to try to kick it out. And then we're trying to basically support. So we're supporting the lungs, we're breathing for them. We're making sure their heart doesn't fail. We're kind of trying to optimize the fluid to keep them dry enough for the, the lungs to not be overwhelmed, but also give enough so that the blood pressure is stable, that the kidneys are getting perfused, and then the whole time like trying to make sure their gut doesn't shut down, the liver doesn't shut down, things like that. So it's a lot of okay, um, so you're just helping a lot of yeah, supporting you're just helping the body yeah. fix itself. We're buying them time, which is why the there was a couple patients that was on ECMO, which is like extracorporeal um I don't know the actual MO for it. Oh no, I don't know how bad I am. It's basically you are, it's like an, uh, you connect them up to uh, these tubes and you're taking their blood out of their body and putting into this faux, this fake 
the mm. lung to oxygenate it and then you send it back. It's what they do during like cardiac, by, you know, heart bypass surgeries and stuff. But you do it gotcha. all the time, 24-7. So um, anyway, but... Um, another introduction. Go ahead. Are, you, are you guys ready <laughs> for the etymology? Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Palliative, English, normal English word, it's just... Uh, pal- what am I saying? Palliate. Um, coming from the Middle French, palliatif, which comes from the Latin palliativus, which means to cloak, to cloak, hmm. uh, to cloak. To cloak? So that makes sense because if you're saying palliative care is about, pain. about minimizing mm. like the pain and stuff like that, it's like throwing mm-hmm. a cloak over the, over the symptoms, over the pain, you're not trying to like yeah. clean. Yeah. Not, not trying to cure it. Not trying to clean it, it, yeah, clean it like up. Kind of uh... tossing this blanket over it and, you know, Bless you. Interesting. I would not have thought that. I was that. just sniffing my nose. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay, so cool. Thank you, Philip, for that etymology. We're gonna have to do that again. I like that. Okay, so let's. Um, so uh, so that's kind of what happens in the hospital. Uh, so some people they don't want to talk about that part because again the transition and from life to death is a very difficult one and it's a lot of different things and i i, I talk about this stuff and i work with this um uh, these issues all the time but i guarantee you that if you know if you guys were in the hospital mom and dad were in the hospital jeff you know i just i don't think i would make very logical decisions and i would cling to any sort of small chance that there would be if you're making so, decisions for um, me um mm. Go ahead and try to keep me alive. Unless, unless, you okay. said, unless I would come out as a vegetable. Vegetable. Okay. Fair enough. I think I've pretty much said the same to Jeff. Like, if you dare trick and peg me when I have no chance of regaining yeah. anything, yeah, I, I will just, haunt I you forever. Just make a, <laughs> Not if he keeps you alive. That's true. Uh, true, I can't haunt him if I'm I'm alive. Hmm. Indeed, haha. Interesting. Ooh, checkmate. What if I freeze? Uh, you, what if I freeze your brain? I will brain? find a way. You know, are you technically dead? Are you Go alive? Ahead. Would your ghost Listen, arise from that? You know. That's, oh, that, that's a big thing because if we all that die, is a, if we, if we oh it is it is one hundred or whatever. You know. Mm. You know who knows. Maybe you can maybe you can digitize who knows? Then. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But who knows? It's kind yeah. of like that realm between life and death that you some people are gonna definitely say, like, hey, you basically took their consciousness if that is what you took and you uploaded all this stuff, but it may be a series of electrical responses. How do you know if this is really you? Or how do you know if you know but I mean you say the same thing about CPR technically. It that's only if you consider True death to be cardiac on death. The, or on the flip death. side, you can say, that's "How do you true. know you as you right now?" Then, if that's your definition, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, very. It'll be legally very interesting as well. Very. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> okay, so kind of skipping over all that morbid stuff that's in the hospital, because eventually, it is. I just kind of want to talk about it because not a lot of people are aware of why there are issues in the hospital about who's making decisions and things like that. Um, on the flip side, there, uh, with coronavirus and things like that too, funeral homes are overwhelmed. Um, 
and a lot of people these days are what they're having like 10 or less people on the funeral uh, at the ceremony uh sorry at, at, at the actual funeral because you can't have that many or you can in kansas all. uh so yeah it's you can in kansas oh the i didn't day, know that the oh. senate which is republican controlled overturned overturned our <laughs> governor's order who's a democrat uh, uh, yeah, she said wait, that they did? you can't gather more than 10 people. And then the Senate was like, nah, you can't. Because they were like, they were like. Oh, that, is that the only thing they overturned? They were like, they said that, huh. I, I said I hate politics, but I'm so attuned to it. But um, they said, they, their reasoning was <laughs> that um, people have a, people have a right to practice freedom of religion. And the 10 gathering thing was interfering with Easter. It's going to interfere with Easter mm. on Sunday. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's fun. So, mom and dad aren't going, right? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they yeah. know that they can. T- but then, but, but, okay. but, but <laughs> they're Catholic, so, and the Wisher Diocese is, has canceled all masses. Yeah. It's so, kind of shit. It's like, it's like, so gotcha. yeah, it's like okay, it's a random church, like, then says has mass, and yeah, but it's not going to be Catholic mass. So. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Okay. So basically, in another couple of weeks, I should expect another rise. And anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, um, so just of only the idiots. Uh, so yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, but the idiots are going to infect. That doesn't help me any, Jeff. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's the problem. That is the problem. Anyway, so let's talk about a little something more. Um, it's not exactly uplifting, but on the on the flip side of this, what do you want for your funeral, guys? family uh, Am I going first again? what do you mm. want it doesn't matter whoever has right. an answer disco first. ball put me in a rocket <laughs> wait i heard a disco ball and a rocket <laughs> the rocket was brian okay yeah i figured but philip where did the disco right. ball you're gonna make the moon into a giant disco ball you need giant plates of glass or mirrors whatever you put it around the moon no i'm kidding um i think um, Funeral-wise, <laughs> I would like to be cremated, please. Um, uh, I would mm. like to give you, you, you three, actually, a mission, if you outlive me, a mission to scatter oh. my ashes into space. If I didn't die in space, even if I did die in space, I want to sc- scatter Ooh. me into space. Also, uh, this is very, very critical. You need to, before you do that, or when you do it, while you do it, you need to listen to all whatever number of Arcade Fire albums there will be at the time of my death, front <laughs> to back, and write me a five-page essay on each, and then and then burn and then burn the <laughs> with my body, which is already burned, I guess. I add the ashes of the papers, if papers still exist. I know this is a lot. Add it to the add it to my ashes. And, and then send me send the ashes into this to the, the, the void. Oh my gosh! Well, okay. I mean, I can't deny my only brothers what they want for their funeral, but please write it in yeah. a will or something. Well, it's on. It's I feel on, like it's on audio, this is so. it. I'll just have to <laughs> listen to this again. Oh gosh. Okay, Brian, what do you want? Okay. I mean, pretty similar. I was gonna. I would say, put me in a rocket. Then again, uh, I'll be dead, so I can't really experience being in the rocket. I don't know what's happening. Um, hmm, my turn. 
It's nothing. Oh yeah. Who knows? I, I read <laughs> in one of my 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 the the Doom books, the after after the second one, the this is the original novelization. I know you guys don't know what it is. Uh. But um in one of my books about about Doom, the after the second one where they ran out of source material. Um the <laughs> I think I think in the fourth book or whatever, there is the he, death among humans is unique in that it's permanent and the aliens just like they they still inhabit their bodies and are aware of their surroundings. There are so aliens they, huh. in Doom. So I don't know. It, it's really it's, I did not know that. Yes, there are aliens in Doom. Oh. Well in, in the novelization. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah. Um so I suppose it's possible that that could happen. Um, but um So you want to go on a rocket? Anything else? Uh I mean that that can be sure, it if you want. Make sure it's on a uh was it hyperbolic trajectory <laughs> orbit hyperbolic orbit <laughs> get me out of the solar system. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll be sure to tweet Elon Musk when it comes to time. If he's, I'm sure he'll still be alive. He'll be a robot by so then. A robot now. Yeah, I mean, if, and if you need, if <laughs> if you if you need to cut costs, you can cremate me so yeah, to reduce yeah, my don't mass. Spend oh, okay. A lot of money. Awesome. I mean, if you got the money, go all out. But I mean, like, don't don't go don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, yeah, and if you need to cut even more costs, just send fifty-one percent wow. of me into space. <laughs> Very specific. Okay, again, put in your will. It's on audio, Jeff. I know you what know, you want, you know, but do you want to tell my right, brother? Um, sort of like part of what I want. I've kind of pieced it all together, right? Because I want my middle fingers to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. That city can go <laughs> fuck yes. itself. Uh, oh, we can. Uh, I put the explicit. No, no, no. I, Ambrose, Ambrose yeah. is right next to you. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, My bad. But, but yeah. Uh, what? And uh, I, I have this elaborate plan. But honestly, I'm okay with not being like. I would. I would like to make a casket, just for like. Uh, remember, I told oh, no. you this. I would like to make a cool like casket to like you know. Like pharaohs, you know, not like with all this gold, mm. but make it personalized, and then also hide in like, yeah, you know, terabytes of data. So just in case, like, lose all this information, like whoever <laughs> finds me, be like, oh look, he's got this, you know, he's got this encyclopedia <laughs> of all this knowledge from the past that we lost. So. And you would go down in the books and hi uh, books of history, the annals of history, as this, this yeah. man who yeah. has, yeah. like yeah. King Tut, or you know, just the surrounding like, yeah. tomb. Be like, um, I'd like to have like you know, because brass. I think I read on like one of the a XKBCs, like how long it lasts. It'll last for like ten million years. It's like a brass casket, and within within this brass okay. casket, I would have wood. But I would like make it enamel. And one thing I'd like to do is like, if you ever go to to St. Paul's Cathedral in Rome, they have like little like paintings on the walls. These circle paintings of all the popes. And since there's you know been like 
hundreds of popes, mm-hmm. they just like line the cathedral. And I think that'd be really cool, but just do something like different, like Roman emperors or US <laughs> presidents, like with like just coins, miniaturize it. I think that'd be really cool, so. Uh, Jeff, you know that you can't stop me from doing other things too. Like no, no, I, would I would do, do that for you, for but then I'd self. add in like a, ga- oh, yeah, a Gandalf and a Saruman and a- <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, look at all these historical <laughs> figures. They must have had a wizard. <laughs> if like, if like, if like a, if you sent that, if the human human humans ended or whatever, and like another advanced civilization came to the planet and found the remains of Jeff or whatever, he and they saw all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, he might become like a mythological mythological figure or something. That's Maybe true. I could try to yeah. rewrite history oh and gosh. make myself Gandalf. <laughs> I was this figure. <laughs> <laughs> These are all your incarnations. You know, they would make you a god, and you'd finally be Jeff, the god of biscuits. Thank you, Eddie. Is- god of biscuits. Um, Okay, so like that said, this injury, I was reading in this article from the Washington Post about uh, how funerals have changed recently and a lot more focus on the, the fun in funeral, you know how that goes. Um, so like people, uh, just, just the many ideas I have seen in the last uh, times I've been researching this particular issue, some celebrities have been embalming themselves to like sit upright. Uh, like kind of like the wax museums oh. there have been parades there have been merch that was handed out during funerals there have been uh what is it ash scattering cruises and huh. uh, <laughs> yeah and then some people i think there was a um something on reddit that a woman made her daughter's ashes into a, a ring so like into diamonds or tattoos, um, which personally I probably would want a tattoo more than a diamond ring or something because I'd probably lose it. And then I'd be like sad forever that I lost the ashes of my child or something. Anyway, but um, there, oh, there's also in Washington, it is legal for human composting. Uh, huh. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I can see them doing that. Um, and then there's also, if you like to talk about uh, that sort of thing, there's also, what is it? Where did I write it? Oh, yeah. So to discuss all these, just like what we're doing, they have death cafes. And if you want to look it up, oh. the closest one to you guys, uh, the closest one to us, Jeff, is in Alexandria, Virginia. And then there's one in like southeast Kansas in like Laramie or Laramie. I don't know how to say it. And then there's one in Tulsa. It's like, but it's international. It's, um, it's kind of like uh, holding a trivia night. <laughs> but it's, you know, what is it? Let me read you guys about it. What is Death Cafe? If you look it up now, if you're uh, in front of your phone, um, computer, or on your phone, I guess. So, yeah. So a Death Death Cafe, Cafe. um, people often, at Death Cafe, yeah. At a Death Cafe, people, often strangers, gather to eat cake, drink tea, and discuss death. Their objective is to increase awareness of death with a view to helping people make the most of their finite lives. It's... Yeah, cake or death, exactly. So it's definitely I. I want both. <laughs> I mean, it looks kind of. We know at the appropriate time. <laughs> not not like Philip and his Marchan creamy chicken ramen, just separately. All right. So, but yeah, they um, there's just I just thought it was interesting, and that's what the Washington Post article was saying about how the 
the shift in in what people are more more casual you know kind of uh, more fun filled kind of less ritualistic or ritualized mm. um funeral which by the way do you know the difference between a funeral and a memorial uh, does a funeral have a body yes exactly so people a lot of these days i think it's they're projecting that by in like a, a, a decade or so like cremations will be the majority mm. like 80 percent of all people die which i can see that it, like you said the expense is very big they're very regular funerals and not everyone can we're a very spread out society these days so it's not everyone can get there so then you you know most people want to be cremated and then you can do the memorial anywhere you know you don't have to do the funeral in a certain place oh. um or like they you know they want their parade or their rocket ship or their <laughs> disco ball <laughs> arcade fire and Jeff wants very complicated things. Um, a whole tomb. I gotcha. So you know. So with a with if if you send yourself in in a rocket and orbit the Earth, the entire Earth is your funeral, right? What? Or, attending attending to it? You mean? I mean, okay, geostationary <laughs> orbit. Okay, and then and then uh, you you'll have a large large area where you can look up into the sky and know that you're looking at my body. There you go. But then wow. I, again, I wanted a hyperbolic orbit, so that won't work. Yeah, it won't. But, but that is like it's good idea for someone else. It is. It's definitely interesting. And then you can just pull your child out what and be like, "What was the second word you said? You oh, said geosynchronous. Then you said you wanted what? You said geostationary. Yeah. And then Geos the <laughs> Yeah. And then I said, <laughs> is, then, "Oh wait, is, I wanted a hyperbolic." Does that, that have to do with Dragon Ball Z? Would, it would send me yeah. out of the. No. <laughs> no. So, what's the mean then? Well, it's just uh, it would send me out of the solar system. Yeah. It's it it would not be orbiting. Anything? Well, yeah. Well, no. When it, it, it if we're going to talk in relation to Earth, it would then send me into a solar orbit. So, uh, I would no longer be in orbit around Earth, but around the Sun. But if I go, you know, if we were talking in relation Brian, to the Sun, then to I'd be leaving the solar system. Uh, yeah. Dan Waltz funeral for you. Should change uh, the sun. Uh, man, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I realized that there's a flash drive embedded in your brain, and you just stop it, and I to get to you before you go and fly into the sun and <laughs> save the world. It writes itself. I'm writing it down. Don't worry about it. No, I was, uh, I was kind of, I was, I was kind of when you said endless waltz funeral, I was thinking of um, getting in a mobile suit with a giant twin beam cannon and shooting me yeah. three times. I think you. Oh, you, have, be you, okay have, with that. you have to have me to go ahead. You, you have, have to, to hesitate on the last <laughs> A mobile suit and also laser beam guns as well. You want to go ahead and do that? Yeah, and you also have to be accurate to a tenth of a unit. Brian, you, that basically means that neither of you can die until any of this technology is available. <laughs> That's true. Did I'm Relina? Yeah. Peace. What's? Did she have an accent? Relena. 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 Peace. No. Crap. no. Why do I? Why do I? I don't really. No, not right. Did she? Because she always, because she always says the snottiest shit. Always. Okay. But I'm sorry, what are we talking about? I just don't like her. <laughs> no, we're talking about the funerals and what. Let's 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 give it up. So I know sometimes, like I said, that at these death oh, cafes yeah, exactly. or whatever it might be, like you know, sometimes it's good 
to talk about it because some people it's very taboo some cultures you know you don't talk about it. mom and dad god forbid you can't talk to them about that thing mm -hmm. especially if it's ourselves um but um um some some experts have kind of thought that maybe we're putting too much fun in, or because we're trying to be too happy at these big shin when we're trying to make the funeral yeah. into this big shindig where wow. they're uh, rather some people some experts some people they think we're we're trying too hard to skip the grief and then when everyone is gone when this hullabaloo is over it's kind of like that you know post honeymoon phase where you your grief is uh, then all by yourself like you're all, all alone the party's over and you have no one to okay, walk you through the grief because you didn't do it during the okay. funeral that kind of thing so you know who knows at this point wh which one is correct or not um but we all kind of feel like we all want different things uh, for our funeral. Oh, did, you, did I ever tell you what Kim, our cousin, what um, wanted for her funeral? Baked into a meat pie. Oh, I think so you I did. Baked into a meat hmm? pie? Okay. Speaking you did tell us. I don't no. remember, though. No, she, I did. No, I just thought it was the most <laughs> interesting thing that uh, particular funeral wishes she wants a memorial service she wants like everyone to have a big grand meal and partying everyone's there no one knows uh anything that's going on they were just invited and then at the towards the end there'd be a mariachi band that comes playing in da 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 da, da and then a big banner mm -hmm. unfurls and it says kim's dead with a period and <laughs> with a period and that's all she wants and i was like ah <laughs> so that's, mm -hmm. that's Kim for you, though. But yeah, so, uh, and then some people are very altruistic about it. They want, instead of like celebrations, they I've heard they want like cherry auctions and they'll auction off all their belongings and instead of, I guess, giving it away or having their family, you know, look through it and throw away all their stuff, it's just try to auction off as much as can and all the money they raise yeah. would go to their charity of their choice. So interesting things um, to think about. And so kind of trying to wrap it up here a little bit. Um, I think to to kind of end it, since I kind of asked you guys what, how you want to die, and and uh, for me, I just don't. It could be in pain, I suppose, but because I don't know if you're, I'm gonna be able to escape that. But I would want it to be very brief, like if I were in a car accident or something, just mm. you know, instant death kind of thing, or or like you know, Jeff has said, like drugged up on a morphine drip you know, blazed out of my mind or something like that, but also um, not alone. I would I would want someone with me. Uh, some people, they don't want to their kids to mm. see them die, uh, some or like anyone, but especially now with all the coronavirus patients that are on isolation, some have died alone um, yeah, uh... in their room because that's all, and not a lot of people can get there in time kind of thing so i just i feel like I, eventually i would want that i don't want to die alone but um yeah so to wrap up so you know um do you want to know your expiration date then no i don't I would don't. you if you could know you don't you wouldn't know yeah no i don't i wouldn't want to know it either yeah me neither but in correlation to what I said earlier, well, sorry, what I didn't say earlier about food, right. because this is not a food podcast, the expiration date is actually the date of peak freshness mm -hmm. by the manufacturer. So really, you could have passed your expiration date and you didn't know. So when I... Uh, 
I'm turning 30 in less Brian, than two weeks. Wait, how long is it now? Three months. Everything's canceled. You're not turning 30 this year. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be in a rush in like uh, July and August. Oh, no, August, September, whatever it might be, just to do yeah. everything that do they missed for when, the last few months. So, me? Uh, so. They think that, you know, with the summer coming on and um, kind of reaching the the height of the curve here and trying to slow down a little bit, that hopefully in the summer, June, July, mm. that it will be kind of over. They are afraid that if we don't have a vaccine we by won't. then or, a, you know, a definite way to treat this, that we won't, oh. that it'll come back in the fall. So that's the, the concern is that in the fall and the winter, it will come back. COVID 2020. Yeah. So, but I mean, it is, <laughs> coronavirus is, you know, one of the, the strains that causes the common cold, not particularly this one, question, not the, you know, SARS, COVID. You, you or something. Mm. Um, like coronavirus is a thing. It's been around for a while, right? It's not, it's just not the, it's not. Yes. So yes. was there a COVID-18? COVID-19 right. is actually the disease so was there a coronavirus that, that people get. So, or was there something that caused, there wasn't? There wasn't. No, there wasn't a COVID-18. So COVID-19, the disease is what we're going through right now. But the coronavirus, the exact virus is called SARS-CoV-2. That's the exact name of the strain that's causing all this right now. So we have other strains like HKU-1. I forgot the other stuff. But the one I usually see a lot, I used to see a lot was the HKU-1 coronavirus and that would just you know depending on what it, you know what other people have like in a in a healthy person you know the cold is the cold and you wouldn't have any issues but like you know some of our my nursing home patients would catch it and have it alongside several other viruses and bacteria and pneumonia and things like that too so it's just one thing it was just but another I mean, I thing also, that you treated them for that, um, but now once we have a vaccine for it we can basically get rid of it because it doesn't mutate much That's uh, the the hope. Uh, we shall see. I I, I don't know much joke. about that yet. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of all I had to talk about. I hope, I feel like I gave you guys more things to, to consider to than two questions, but this was supposed to be a discussion to, to chew on if there were food, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay, thank uh, you. Yeah, so, and that's it. That's thank all I've got in the fridge for you today. No one clap. You're welcome. No one clap. <laughs> no one clap? A moment of silence. That's okay. <laughs> How dare you? Um, uh, okay, I guess uh, if you're, you're done, Christine. Yeah, that's kind of all I had. I know it was kind of dark considering what's going on these days, but, you know, just because We're it is doesn't mean you podcast. can't talk about it. And sometimes it gets dark. Life is. We are. You got to learn them young. Teen. I don't know why I'm always. All right. Uh, learn them young. Learn. Next week, <laughs> Brian shall be opening it and he will talk to us about TBD. Unless you want to give us a preview, Brian. He hasn't thought about it. He's working. I he's working really seven, don't know. Yes. Seven day work weeks. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's right. Brian Stockton. Okay. Well, not this week, but yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> join us next week. 
Brian, I mean, I'm going to be waking up at 4 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Because I have to be there at 5 for my shift of yeah. supporting mechanics. Oh, man. Okay, well, I don't know if I would I go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep in two hours. An hour early. I don't know. It's possible I'll just lay there, but... All right. So, um, Jeff, do you have anything to add about our topic today or toward the end? Hi, Jeff. Are you still there? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. I I have the mute on. Sorry. (laughs) Sometimes I talk and then I'm like, oh, I guess they don't want to respond to that. Uh oh. (laughs) It is called, it is is the family talk for a reason. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay, so I had something really funny uh, (laughs) about the internet, about people celebrating. I was like, hey, there's the, uh, have you ever guys seen the the meme, uh, Ghana, uh, Ghana says goodbye. And so when you're talking about celebrating, like Ghana, these Ghanans will have uh, these, you know, celebrations where they essentially will like hire these people to bring your coffin to your grave and they'll have it like on their shoulders, no hands. They're not using their hands to hold the coffin and they'll be like dancing. Uh, (laughs) Like while they're like, you know, walking to your grave. It's hilarious. Look it up. Ghana says goodbye. Uh, Excellent meme. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. <laughs> but it does look like fun. Oh man, it's good times. Yeah, I would probably overall. I think I would probably want yeah, people to be happy at my too. funeral, or you know, yeah. I mean, there's you can be sad I, too, yeah. but it's just I like you me, know, don't worry, I'm me, not there. If you're gonna grieve me. You know how to grieve. You do you. Um, but at my funeral or my memorial, celebrate the yeah. life. I think um, that's right. Just my opinion, you know? Celebrate the life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then check in with your other yeah. later and be you like, can, okay, how, it's how's it going? Especially you don't a year have to in. Be happy or sad. You can be both. Um, humans mm. are weird. Right. Uh, all right. People can feel two all opinions. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah, looking forward to it, Brian. Give us Don't. a hint sometime later, okay? Uh, Brian's okay. If, I've been trying to give myself a hint all week. I can't think of anything by next week, then too bad, because I don't have anything prepared either. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Oh, all right. Bye. Okay. Good. No, no, I was just going to say, we'll, we'll, we need to, we'll try to... to practice the sign-off. Is there anything no, we can fine. all say at the same I'll time? I'll text you. Something ca- catchy. At the oh, same time. Can say what? It's, it's, and then Christine can say uh, in. And Brian can say the. And then Jeff can say in. No? Or how about. No, right. no, no, no. How about we okay, do so let's practice that real quick. Mm. Go. That's oh, in the first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. That's that. too much, though. Wait, <laughs> Never mind. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no. Let, let's just. How about you just say, like, and that's all I got? Like closing, closing the, the fridge. fridge. You know, that's but we need four, right? I don't know. That's true. I don't know. We'll 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 talk about it. We'll brainstorm. If anyone ever thinks of something, text the group. Yeah.
Yeah, and yeah. text Brian some ideas. <laughs> oh, and and Brian, not not Wednesday or Thursday. I'll be at work. So Friday. Oh, Friday. okay. Just saying. Yeah. Um, Whichever day you want, but I, I can't so. do. Yeah, Wednesday cool. or Thursday. Maybe Friday. Okay. That's Whatever fine. Really works Tentatively Friday. Friday. Sure. Okay. If you want to yeah. email well, us, I'm, we like, are at what's in the fridge podcast at gmail.com or tweet at tweet at WITF <laughs> underscore podcast. Um, yeah, uh, we are closing the fridge until next week. Bye. Thank you.